Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, Dr. Daniel Harris and our producer Ed Salisville, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Today we have Mr. Jay Hall. He's an assistant professor of mathematics at Howard College here in Texas. He has uh, both a bachelor's and master of science in mathematics from the University of Oklahoma. I will forgive him for that since I came from the promised land at A&M. He is an author of Yes, Young Earth Science, and a couple of other books. Jay, we welcome you. And how did you get into this? Well, nice nice to be here. I appreciate it. Well, my interest in creation goes back uh, quite a few years. I uh, heard some creation shows on the radio and became familiar with some of the ICR scientists like Henry Morris and Dwayne Gish and started to hear about uh, groups like the Bible Science Association and also went to some of their conferences and just started reading some of the books and doing some of my own research. Very interesting. I noted that I think you have a piece on Wikipedia. Is that true? Well, this is the story behind that. The president recently took some action regarding censorship, so that was pretty interesting. But what the deal is, is that that cannot be found directly on Wikipedia. If you go to my website, totalyouth.us, and contact me, I can send you the link because it's a little complicated. So I initially put an article defending Young Earth on Wikipedia, and of course it lasted for maybe a day or two days, and then of course they quickly took it down. Yeah, you're just another example of the censorship we see in America of things that people, if it's not part of the common agreement, then we throw it out. I'm glad you were able to comment on that story. Your book, yes, Young Earth Science, what's that about? Well, uh, that was my first book, Defending the Young Earth, basically from history and science, basically taking an evidential approach. You know, I am a born-again Christian. I believe the Bible from the very first verse, but it's uh, somewhat of a different approach than some. And so trying to bring in some of the cultural traditions uh, on the age of the earth, like the Mayans, put it just, you know, several thousand years of B.C. and different groups like this, and showing the inconsistencies of radiometric dating and showing the significance of catastrophism. Because earlier, say like 100 years ago, what was the argument that, oh, these rocks have to be old? Well, things happen so slowly. You know, surely a, a cavern like Carlsbad Caverns can't happen rapidly, say, in hundreds of years. That's not possible. And so arguing against those kind of arguments, and so if the rocks can be formed fast, maybe the dating should be put to a biblical time frame of thousands of years. Another one of your books, Dawn of a New Worldview, Older Fallacies and the Collapse of Darwinism. What's in that? Well, that's actually related to the Yes, Young Earth Science. Well, my latest one is called, Is Is a Young Earth Possible? So I tried to bring it from just the very first base, from home plate, and try to say, okay, well, what do you have to bring it to someone who's skeptical? Well, is it even possible? And when I posted this question, is a young earth possible, say, on different social media, I have a number of responses, even from, you know, uh, academics, you know, no, it's not possible. Well, we'll hold it. You know, we don't have a time machine. You know, we we can't uh, uh, know the path to that kind of detail. So how can you say it's not even possible? Saying you think it's probably not true based on your understanding of the evidence, I get that. But some have even said, no, it's not even possible. 
<laughs> well, it's not possible in their worldview, and that is a huge part of what we're talking about. Guys, what else do y'all have for Jay Hall? It sounds like you've been involved in this for a long time, from the 70s. That's correct. That's correct. Around uh, 74 is when I really started getting into this and starting... Uh, you know, subscribing to some of the newsletters, that sort of thing, and then uh, reading some of the creationist books, say the Genesis Flood and so forth. Well, Jay, why do you think this is an important topic in the first place? Well, uh, one thing leads to another, and although some Christians hold to some unbiblical viewpoints, whether it's theistic evolution or some other, the gap theory interpreting the days of Genesis and, and so on, but I have seen it time and time again once one uh, viewpoint kind of slips and, and Genesis and the early chapters of Genesis, Genesis 1 through 11, isn't taken as a true foundational history, then one thing slips, another thing slips, and maybe it, then it relates to, say, like today's controversies of, say, like the gender issues. What we're really getting down to is the authority of the Bible, the authority of Scripture. That's right. Amen. If you can say that the big fish story didn't occur or the biblical flood didn't occur, then you're not too far from saying, well, maybe Jesus didn't really do any miracles and maybe he really wasn't the Son of God. You have to wonder about all of that kind of stuff. That's right, that's right. And sometimes there's a mixture, and, and some people begin to, to see the light, and it's kind of gradual. And let's say, for example, of William Dembski, one of the intelligent design leaders, especially Second Peter, the comparison of the end of the world and its destruction and, and paralleling that to the watery catastrophe and Noah's day, even he's admitted that, okay, it has to be a global flood. But once you do take that point, which he has not followed the logic, then you have to say the time uh, frame has to be crunched and the mainstream dating methods like radiometric dating have to be questioned. Yeah, I had a discussion at a luncheon one time with Bill Dembski about that. He just has an uneasiness taking that jump, but we'll discuss that more after the break. You're listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reid, Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadale. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're talking with Jay Hall, who's been in this creation apologetics fight for many decades now. Professor of Mathematics, what does that ever have to do with this whole discussion of creation? Well, in my latest book, Is a Young Earth Possible? I talk about, say, the Neanderthal population increase, which other creationists have brought that up, but I applied my own numbers to it and taking some trends, and you have, say, 100,000 years, and the Neanderthals are around, and, the, and they're populating well. We don't have anywhere near as many specimens, and they cover a wide, wide range in the Middle East, over to Spain. So they were successful. They weren't just in one little uh, part of the world, say, in Germany. They were all over the place. So we should have many, many more uh, grave sites of Neanderthals. Well, uh, if we take the biblical time frame, that makes perfect sense. And another place in the book where I apply some math, if you look at the Sumerian king list, which has these kings reigning for thousands of years, and other creationists have done that. I'm not the first to do this. But if you take it from their base 60 system, like we have, you know, seconds and minutes based on 60, but if you translate that to our decimal system, which is what we use based on 10, then you actually get for the Sumerian king list that actually translates to about 7,000 years, which is a little bit long, but at least in the rough range of the biblical time frame. 
are you conversant on the work of Peter Stoner and his probabilities for Christ? Uh, in terms of taking the prophecies and what each prophecy one by one, and then when you combine it, it definitely proof that the prophecies point to Jesus as the true Messiah? Yes. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I have heard those arguments. They're very powerful. Yeah. Being a mathematician myself, I can identify with what he talked about and what you're talking about. While these are not direct creation evidences, the applications of probabilities of years of the things that mathematics lends itself to gives us strong indications and strong evidences that the Bible is telling us the absolute truth. Exactly, exactly. And I, uh, my mom sent me this booklet published in 1981, and of course it's filled with these uh, various predictions. And I think the very first thing was, well, in the future we'll have a pill that'll uh, guarantee weight loss. Well, I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm signing up. Where? Exactly. <laughs> Jay, tell us something about what you've encountered in terms of putting out all of this stuff. I know that you got censored from Wikipedia, but what other kinds of pros and cons have happened along the many years that you've been in this creation fight? Well, it's an encouragement for Christians, say for our local church. There's some younger people, and of course they have a little more uh, contact with non-believers, and so they'll bring up some questions. I share some some answers to give to their questions that they bring up, and say our local church seems to be open to maybe having a creation conference, because so many people, if they actually go here, say a well-known creation speaker like Terry Mortensen, or whoever you want to mention, Jason Lyle, they see, wow, here's someone that has the credentials, the PhD from a you know an authorized academic institution, and they're giving a, a different viewpoint. So when I'm on social media and whatnot, sometimes it begins a discussion whether they're agnostic or atheist, and uh, even a simple question like, "Have you even read the Bible?" That can be an, an open door to discuss discuss either the Gospels or where you want to go from there. What all do your colleagues at Howard College think about what you do? Well. I do have some that are sympathetic. There's a history professor who's somewhat sympathetic, but, you know, as you go through school, the brainwashing for Darwin and millions of years is so strong that there is, it's a hard row to plow. And so, yeah, there's a lot of resistance, and of course, some are even as far as being like atheistic. So it covers kind of a wide range, and again, not all professing Christians hold to the strict uh, traditional view of Genesis, creating stays a global flood and a young earth. Jay, we really thank you for the time and effort you've put out over the years trying to get across that God's truth is there, that science does not deny the Bible, that they are in good concert with one another, and we pray for continued success with your ministry and your writing. I sure appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a 
biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Bible.